No, David, but nothing serious. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Dating But Nothing Serious with Gary and Natasha. Natasha, what's good? What's going on, Gary? How are you? I'm doing well. So, what's good with So, where are we at right now? Episode 16, Shawty Swing My Way. <laughs> yeah. We've made it to 16 episodes. Yes, yes. Crazy. 16 episodes. 16 weeks, give or take one week off, but... Ooh, we are awesome. we are bomb.com. Yes, yes. 16. Who even says that any anymore? Bomb.com. <laughs> is that like a thing? No, I don't think that's a thing at all. Dang. How was your week? Um my week was um went well. It was a very, very busy week. Um I did see Ali McBill again. Um after, right after our last episode. Well technically before our last episode aired on Friday. I saw her on Wednesday. Um I had I was in a wedding this weekend, so that's okay. a lot of my time. So the wedding was 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 a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. I was a little bit concerned with the wedding because it being the first wedding going to since my wedding. Yeah. And I was and I'm, I'm in this wedding, so it was a little, was a little bit awkward um, being at another rehearsal dinner and then actually standing up there while the bride is coming down. Yeah. Because we're living that all that the whole moment again. Was a little I'm bit sorry. weird, but no. Yeah. But I'm, I'm I'm glad I went through that because it was something that I needed. It was like tearing off a bandaid, so something I needed to do. Yeah. But it was what I needed to do, but I didn't know I needed to do that. But now so, you feel better. Yeah, I felt better. Because I, I was like, I was like scared going into it the whole entire week. So I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna feel. I don't, I don't, I don't really want to do this, but it's my boy, so I'm gonna do it for him, and. Once I once I once I get got flowing, I was like, all right, cool. And I started helping him out, telling him things that I went through on my wedding day. I was telling him things to fix that, so he won't be going through. Yeah, but, um, that helped out a lot, and um, and it, it wasn't like a sore point for me because it was like fun, a lot of drinking, a lot of dancing. Um, <laughs> uh, I didn't get home until what four o'clock in the morning. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, that was a good time. The wedding in the ended at 10 so we went to an after party at a club and then home to four i've never understood clubbing after a wedding i went to a strip club after mine after the wedding after the wedding yeah no nope (laughs) nope you nope and forgive me for saying this but you may have doomed yourself from the beginning (laughs) if you thought it was a good idea to go to the strip club after strip club was fun Definitely fun. It's like and a late, like, like, like the strip club is like a regular club, especially like the wife was there. Yeah, that's why we we got it for free because we were still dressed in our wedding attire. Oh my gosh, you went in your wedding attire to the strip club, Gary? Yep, she had her dress on, and I had I still had my tux on. <sighs> <laughs> You're right. Don't do that the next time, though. <laughs> Don't do that the next time. Yeah. But I'm, you know what, though? You're right. Like, once you go through marriage and divorce, when you are having to experience someone else's start of their happiness and lives together, it is like a 
like a reality check, you know, because that was your life. And now you have to, you know, it, it soaks in so much more that this, you have to, had to find like a new normal. So I'm glad that, you know, that had a, a positive effect on you because it could have gone the other way. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And Allie McBill, she's good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, everything's going good right now. Um, yeah, everything's going good right now. Um, I've, been, I've been busy. I've been busy a lot, so I haven't really talked to her that much. Um, starting a basketball league out here in Delaware. Starts September 9th, so between that, this podcast, my regular job, my kid in the wedding, I've been totally busy with everything. I got to push on blast a little bit and tell you that people make time for what they want to make time for. Don't forget that. Yeah, I know, but I have to make sure that my son is straight. So these things I put, I'm putting in place are for him. Okay. Well, she has to understand and respect that for sure. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, um, my week has been pretty uneventful. Um, still enjoying the new job. Um, I saw, um, Freckler Bay Saturday. So listen to this. I was sick bad last week. Like, you know, the whole back to school bug, it just affected everybody. Right. So. I had, like, a sinus headache, runny nose, cough. I felt like shit. I look like shit. Like, I look so bad. And he was—he had asked me if I was going to come to his house. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I really, I want to, but I don't feel well. And so I was just like, but because I said I was going to come, I'm going to come. But. I'm not going to drive. I'm going to take the train because I don't feel well. So got on the train. He met me at the train station. He had um, some candy for me. Mind you, I had asked for it, but he had like a whole selection, even though I only asked for Mr. Goodbar. I thought you said about edible candy for a second. (laughs) No, 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 no. That would have been nice, but no. <laughs> um, so we went, we really didn't do anything. We just relaxed. We, we cuddled. We watched a movie. And, you know, oddly enough, Sunday when I left his place, I felt better. It was kind of like he was my dose of medicine. I was like, this is pretty fucking weird. That's pretty cool. Um, it was cool, but it was weird. So Sunday, like I just told him I was going to take the train back up because I parked my car at the train station anyway. Mm-hmm. And I was at the Marta station when, I don't know if you saw this on the news. Um, some, I think it was a guy pushed a lady onto oh. the train tracks. I did not see that. Her daughter jumped onto the tracks to help her and they were hit by a train. Oh shit. So Damn. the daughter, Right. The daughter was um, treated, and I think she was released, but the mom was still in ICU. And so, like, you know, naturally, there were, like, delays. I think it ended up taking me about two hours, 
maybe a little bit longer, actually longer, to get home. And he's like, I bet you're not going to take the train again. And I'm like, I mean, I still will. I just didn't feel well. But let me <laughs> let me tell you what I did. Let me tell you what I did. Okay. So I said on the podcast, <coughs> excuse me, um, last week that I, you know, fucked around and fell for him. And you're like, oh, yeah, I called it. And I'm like, yeah, shut up, Gary. Well, um, he and I were having a conversation. And I told him that in the beginning, we both went into this saying we didn't want anything. We weren't looking for anything serious. We just wanted to have a good time, you know, just have fun. And we hung out so much, you know, all the listeners know we were together every single day for like the end of June and July. Excuse me. So naturally I was going to fall for him. But for me, when I say fall for him, it's just like, I just caught feelings. I'm not, I'm not in love. I'm not, I don't want to be like, you know what? Let's be boyfriend and girlfriend. None of that. But I think, and you know, mind you, I feel like I can, confidently say that even if he did talk to other women is definitely not on the level that we talk and I don't think that he I mean I would wonder wonder when he would have time to since I take up so much of his time but I mean you know how guys are you I mean it's just sneaky anyway (laughs) do you think since we both kind of had this you know establishment in the beginning that we were just gonna hang out be friends whatever do you think that I ruined things when I told him that I caught feelings for him um I'll ask the question first why do you feel like you've ruined something (sighs) to be honest with you because I'm putting my guard up once I realize that I like caught feelings for him I kind of pulled back a little bit you know like I pulled back and I'm like well shit I don't really want things to change did he change at all because I've been in my feelings so much lately I don't know if it's him or if it's me or if it's a combination of both like he's kind of had this whole little jealousy thing going on and um it's like my ex reached out to me or whatever, just out of the blue randomly. And so I was telling him about, it. I mean, because I'm, I'm just honest. And I was telling him about the ex reaching out to me and he was asking me like, how did I respond to my ex? He was, he was like, Oh, well, you know, he must feel some type of way about you for him to say what he said to you. I think y'all need to go and finish, you know, what y'all started, finish y'all business. I'm like, what fucking business do we have to finish? Like, I just told you he reached out to me. He's my ex for a reason. But like, why are you coming at me like that? So that sounds like some type of um, insecurity or it, it could be jealousy. Um, I think it was jealousy, but see, so if you're jealous, then clearly, you know, he has feelings too, Yeah. but 
I'm just wondering if we kind of focus on the feeling side of it instead of just still having fun, if it's going to be ruined. I, I feel like that everything should happen naturally. Um, I think if you want to have that feelings talk, you don't have to have the full feelings talk. You can just have the talk of, are we going to be um, was it exclusive? Like, is it just going to be me and you? We're not boyfriend and girlfriend, but right now we're just talking to each other. No, no other party is involved until we say we're boyfriend and girlfriend. Okay. Yeah, you can have that talk with them, but I don't think that that is ruining it because you you were telling the telling the truth because it's, it's been it's been it's been quite some time. Y'all, y'all been talking. Let me see. I would give it. We've been doing this podcast for what sixteen weeks now. <laughs> Damn near the whole time. So I want to say about ten weeks. <laughs> so six, I think it was. So um, so dang, that's crazy that you know that. Yeah, it has been. Well, it's all documented. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. So I guess whenever I question, like whenever we started talking, I could always just think back to which episode it was. Yeah. Funny, but, interesting. Eleven weeks because we we took off a week, so eleven weeks. But. It's um y'all y'all been talking for a while. It's not like it's been like a week or two, and yes, you're you're coming up with, with saying, "Hey, we need to talk about this. Is it just going to be us, or are we going to be have more people?" Like that could be like I like like I would say like a month. Maybe you, you can have that conversation, or two months. Y'all are what's that, what's that? Two and a half months for y'all. So yeah, that conversation would be like a normal conversation to have. I think it's just a different feeling now because it's like. So many, like you said, advertisers out there that you can be focusing on more than one person at a time and misconstrue how long you've been with this person or that person have more feelings going around different ways. Yeah. Okay. I, um, I think that I agree with you. Um, if we would have had this conversation very early on, it would be kind of weird, you know, like you can't talk about feelings and I mean, I guess it varies per person but I think that he and I are both mature and like secure enough in our lives to know that like we couldn't have decided in a week or two weeks if we really truly liked each other but like now for us to literally have you know gone whitewater rafting you know amusement parks water parks park parks height like with everything we've done we've you know, gotten to, like, really know each other, and so, I mean, I did, I like him a lot, like, you know, what it could possibly be, I don't know, I don't necessarily dwell on that at this point, but I just know, I, you know, really like him, and I wanted him to know that, I just hope that, you know, me saying that doesn't, like, scare him away, if it does, then, you know, two tears in a bucket, fuck it, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not gonna, sit on it i wanted him to know i just hope right (laughs) i just (laughs) hope it doesn't change anything he doesn't seem like it will i think hearing me say that may have maybe it made him feel good but maybe it also made him feel bad that like he doesn't necessarily want to be it's weird it's like he doesn't want to be all in but he also is only with me so it's kind of like, aren't you all in? You just don't want to verbalize it and say it out loud. 
Well, it's, it's him having to be able to share his feelings. He has to be able to know that he can be vulnerable with you and tell you the truth, and you're not going to – I'm not saying that, that he feels like you're, you're going to judge him, but that's probably in the back of his head that he doesn't want to look soft. Like, I guess that's, that's like a guy thing. They don't want to look soft. So okay. you, I guess on your part, you would have to make him feel comfortable enough where he can feel vulnerable around you. I'm not sure as to how, but – he, he needs to open up and tell you the truth about everything or he's going to uh, lose you. I'm not, gonna, I'm not saying giving him, giving him ultimatum is a good thing because that's, that's never a good thing, I, in my opinion. But No, I, I don't think we've got reached the point where there needs to be. I mean, because I'm not telling him you have to be with me or we yeah. have to put a label on it. I just wanted him to know how I felt because I feel like, okay, if I tell you how I feel, and then you turn around and do some fuck shit, then you're letting me know that those feelings were misplaced and I need to do something different. And I can't hold it against him because we had already set these, you know, parameters when we first started. It's just, you know, natural, organic evolution and things just change. Like, we're going, we're hanging out again this weekend. We may even go, like, on a trip or something. Like, we're talking about going out of town again. Like, we do the most. Well, you're having it's, – it's, I feel like something is going on where he's holding back. Like I said, he, he's holding back. Um, so during that road trip, have, they, have, have, that, have that talk. It might be an uncomfortable talk, but it's, I feel like it's a talk that, that, that's needed at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been 11 weeks. You can tell him that, 11 weeks. Um, and – there's things that 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 needs to be discussed because right 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 now there are kind of feelings getting involved. He might not want to admit it, but I'm pretty sure on his end there's feelings as well. He's not going. He's not going to want to spend some time with people that he's not feeling some sort of way about. Especially if he's if you feel like he's getting jealous at some point. Um, and and the funny thing is that the interview we have later on discussed the jealousy point of views um, as well and maybe think about jealousy in a different light mm-hmm. yeah interesting yeah. okay well i just wanted to get you know my uh platonic male friends feedback <laughs> on that real quick um we have a super cool interview um that you did do we have time to talk about our email before we jump into that interview? Um, I think we have. Yeah, we have. A, we have a quick second. Um, okay. Let's talk about this. This is a kind of a long interview. I'm gonna try to um, piece it together, um, read bits and pieces of it. So the interview or the email? Sorry, the email. You've got mail. I got mail. Yay! I got mail. Yay! Email. Okay. <laughs> so it says. Um, I began to talk to a guy on Plenty of Fish, and we decided that we wanted to meet each other in person. The night we were scheduled to meet, we decided to talk on the phone so we could hear each other's voice before meeting. Something smart. I like that idea. And, I, and, I, and, I, and I'm becoming a phone talker now, too. So let you know that. Oh, wow. Look at you. Growth. Yeah. <laughs> I use an app called um, Marco Polo, and I talk on the phone. It was a mm-hmm. lot easier. Um, and are you doing? Are you video calling? Well, that's what Marco Polo is, sort of. Okay. Um, it's a video walkie-talkie. So you say something, 
record it, it sends to them, they see something back, record it. So that's a great way for people not to get catfish as well. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to Marco Polo. Yeah, because you don't need an internet, so you don't need a Wi-Fi signal, you need regular internet, so. Oh, cool. The subject of tattoos came up, and while I like tattoos, I really dislike them on the neck and face. He informed me that he had a neck tattoo and noticed that my voice changed and the tone immediately changed. He assured me that the tattoo was not a big deal and that I would like it. I did not want to cancel the date over something like a tattoo, so I went. I met the guy at Applebee's. During our conversation, I asked to see his tattoo. Now, you guys know that when you draw the three vertical lines and the three lines right under it, and it connects and makes like a letter S. He had that on his neck with a halo over it. <laughs> They're the ones you see in the bathroom sauce. That's what he had on his neck. Oh, uh, wait, I'm trying to imagine this. So I'm talking about what the halo is for. It's three lines straight up and down. Mm -hmm. And then three lines straight across. Yeah, you don't, you, you don't remember the S's that you used to draw in elementary school? You draw like six lines, three on top, three on the bottom. Then you connect lines to those lines. And then it's like a triangle at the top. Oh, that's what he had? That's what he had. Oh, hi, baby. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I asked why the S, and his reasoning was that the first letter of his name. Then okay. show, show, no, no, that's not okay because why does he have a halo over top of it? Because he's angelic. <laughs> um, then he showed me his arm tattoo, and it was the words "Beast Mode." Okay. I just, I just couldn't get, I just couldn't take this guy seriously after I mentally decided that I would never see him again. We finished our meal. He walked me to my car, and I, and I gave him a hug, and left. This was in June. After our date, this person texts me every single day, multiple times a day, for about two weeks. I don't like ghosting without a reason, but I also didn't want to tell him it was over the tattoo. Eventually, the, the text became less frequent. In August, I went on a girl's trip to Connecticut for a few days. While on this beach with my friends, my phone starts to blow up. I got maybe three calls in two minutes. Text messages starts to come in, and they were paragraphs. He was telling me that he was a good person and that he wants to chance with me, saying that he did nothing wrong. He did nothing for me to hate him. Don't know where he got that idea from. <laughs> <laughs> and that he wanted to see me. I only responded saying that I was on vacation. See, that means, I feel like if you're focusing on that one person for, was that, two months almost? You're not getting that many hits. Yeah. Or maybe he saw something and just didn't understand why she didn't see the same. Yeah, maybe if she was up front with him in the beginning. Like sometimes you can't be all you can't always be nice. You gotta, you gotta be the asshole. It's not being an asshole, it's not the truth. Sometimes sometimes the truth hurts. That's true. Sometimes yeah. you don't have to be nice. Yeah. And it says I recently logged into hold on. Maybe a month later, I was still on plenty of fish. I see a message come through from Mr. S. I decided that I just just going to tell him that I was interested. I wasn't interested, and he needed to leave me alone. I recently logged into my Plenty of Fish account to see exactly how this conversation went by he, 
by his side of the conversation was gone. So I still, hold on, so I'll tell it as best as I can. All right. So him, can we go to another date? Me, sorry, I'm not interested. Him, why not? I'm a good person. You didn't give me a chance. Me, we had a date and I decided I was no longer interested. Him, how can you decide you, you don't like someone based off of one date? <laughs> me what do you mean that's exactly what the first dates are for to be honest right. I, I, was, <laughs> I was interested before our date when you told me you had about your about your tattoo and when i saw it i knew i didn't want to see you anymore that, that that's <laughs> that's a hurtful one right there that's a hurtful because i love tattoos like my instagram is tattoo fan but if someone said they didn't want to be with me because of one of my tattoos, that would kind of hurt. They're a part of me. Um, um I don't. I. Okay, so what else did she say? Because we went back and forth for a while. He told me that he was better than any other guys on Plenty of Fish. Called me a dumb girl for not wanting him. Eventually, told me to go lose weight. Ouch. I'm. Right there, it means that he she struck a chord from about the tattoo, so that was them hitting back. Yeah. Um, I told him then we, then oh, I told him that we met once months ago for less than an hour, and he had to get over it. I stopped replying to him. And two more parts. Hours later, I get another message, and I quote, "I'm sorry, baby. I was stressed out." No. Yeah, he said, I'm sorry, baby. I, I'm getting stressed out with school. I'll get the tattoo removed. Wait, what? Yeah. He was, he was just joking anyway when he said that. <laughs> well, that's my story. I left out how weird. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> that's All right. So, first off, let me tell you my thoughts. Okay. I love tattoos. I have one, two, three, four tattoos. I have like five, but one of them I have been going to uh, the laser tattoo removal to get it taken off. Um, and that's just because of the placement. So like I've always been in like, you know, corporate world, business trips, business meetings, etc. So it just hadn't really been the most appropriate thing for me to have visible tattoos, which is why I'm removing that one. And then I also didn't really like it and it hurt like shit and I'm never going to get it done. So I'd rather go through the pain to remove it. Anyway, I love tattoos. Um, I'm my guy. It really, it doesn't matter. I mean, if he can have tattoos, he doesn't have to have, have tattoos. Freckler Bay doesn't have any tattoos. And I think that that's cool. But a guy who is, like, full of tattoos is cool, too. But if it's not your thing, and you know from the start that this person has tattoos, stop wasting motherfuckers' time. She knew that she wasn't into tattoos, so why even go? Well, she said she was into neck and face tattoos. But he told her he had a neck tattoo. Yeah. Well, you can't. Like, she, she could have easily... Like a nice poem or something. She could have said, no, what she wanted to do was 
waste her time to have something to complain about. And if she's anything like me, she wanted a free meal. Not from Applebee's, but a free meal. Because <laughs> she, that's she easily, exactly, that's why I couldn't have been from Applebee's. She easily could have said, you know what, send me a picture, let me look at your tattoo. Or she probably seen this picture, he has a profile. I mean, yeah. so she knew what the tattoo looked like. So, like, why even go? And I, he, he's crazy as shit. Why would he talk about, I'm sorry, baby, I'm going to get the tattoo removed. She don't even want to, like, this whole situation, they, they are just <laughs> mind-boggling. Yeah, like, the whole, like, I don't like neck or t- um, face tattoos on myself. I would never get them if you have them more, more power to you. Um, I don't want them. I have over 30 tattoos. I'm actually getting one since this is going to be dropping on Friday. Getting one probably right now while you're listening. Um, but um, I'm actually getting a cover-up of a tattoo that I don't want personally. I don't care about if anybody else doesn't like it. But um, I mean, is, is your body like a, a signature pad? Can I send you like my signature and you tattoo <laughs> that on there too? Like no, 30 no. tattoos? My tattoos all mean something to me, but right now I'm at the I'm collecting, like, I'm collecting art. So I only go to the top tattoo artists now and collect their work. Look at you, fancy ass. Yeah, because I, I got to a point where, like, I do have, like, sentimental ones. Like, I have a half a sleeve that I'm starting for my son. And I have another leg tattoo, which is going to be part of the artwork collecting dedicated to cartoons that I grew up with. So, okay. Um... I don't really care if she, if my if the girl I'm dating has tattoos or not. That's not a huge um, yes or no um, for for me. But it's it would be cool if we had that that in common. But we can have tons of other things in common, so it doesn't really matter to me. You don't have that tattoos. But um, I just I, I wouldn't get enough for a move for no for another woman. Really. Uh, I would never like I like I I have my ex's name tag on me. I'm getting it covered up because I want to get it covered up. If I was dating someone and they didn't want to be with me because of that, then that's that's your um your doing, your fault. That's not nothing to do with me. It's something to do with your mental. But I would never get any tattoo removed for someone else. Yeah. And I mean it kinda is understandable. She wasn't your girlfriend, it was your wife. Yeah. And, and and that shit is painful because I had I went to the dermatologist the other day and they had to use that laser on me for one second. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing that. He he said it's gonna take one second. It's after he said, all right, one one more time. It's after they can. I was like, nope, nope, <laughs> not, not doing it. More power to you for doing that. Um, because I could. Let me tell you what I do when I go to get my uh, my the sessions for the laser tattoo removal. The first thing I do, because you can get like um, what do you call it? Is it cortisone? What do you call the cream? I can't the even think cream? of it. Yeah, the numbing cream. But the thing is, it's topical, so it only numbs you to a certain extent. I I found one on Amazon that's a really good one, but it still only numbs you to a certain extent. So what I do, which is probably not healthy, and I'm not endorsing this, so if you try this shit and something happens to you, that's your stupidity. Leave me with my stupidity. So I have the cream that I got from Amazon. I got the cream that I got from um, 
the the estheticians office they're not estheticians are they? maybe they are and i got um or gel maximum strength or gel like you know what you put on your gums whenever you have like a toothache yeah the number yes i mix the three of them together are you making a cocktail over there yes and i put that on my wrist before i go in and then also right before i go in because i'm i normally have to sit in the waiting room for about four minutes i have this time so i'll know how much weed to smoke so you're <laughs> <laughs> doing, doing way too much right now you're doing way too much I mean, smoking weed is always not way too much. No, no, it's so, not way too much, but the, the, the cocktail with the weed mixture. It's perfect because you can sit in there and you can literally let them zap you and fry you. And you're going to flinch, you know, because I'm not like a man of steel. You're still going to flinch and it's still going to hurt. But you can at least get like a really good laser over the whole tattoo, you know, which of course, you know, helps your results. So I will say after like three sessions, most of the tattoo is gone. Like, I mean, because it wasn't like huge to begin with, but it's still visible. And it was more so bothersome to me how you just said like you would do it for yourself, not for someone else. Like Mm -hmm. I when people looked at this tattoo, they didn't even know what it was. They didn't know that it wasn't finished, but I did. And it bothered me. So I just, you know went to go and get it removed. I have probably like two or three more sessions and it's cool. Like when they tell you, you know, the ink will be dissolved into, I guess your blood or your body or whatever over time. That's really true. Like, because I've been going for maybe a couple months now. I actually, I started, I think last year, then I stopped and then I had started going again. Mm-hmm. and over time, it just fades. Like, it's really, it's interesting. And it hurts a million times worse than getting the tattoo, but I just don't want it there. And I have not, re- it hasn't scarred me at all. Like, it's been cool. So, cool. Um, anyway, your girl, she's, she was, she was ridiculous for how she handled this. But this guy She's really fortunate that she took that stance because he sounds like a complete nut job. Yeah, definitely. Because like, if you have to say you're a nice guy, you're not a nice guy. No, he might be nice, and he might have wanted to reiterate that she didn't have to be afraid of his tattoos. But for him to, like, thirst after her after so long and then to come back to her like, I'm sorry, baby, I'm going to get it removed. Like, what is that? The thing that he needs to learn is if they don't want to be with you, leave them alone. Obviously, there, there's a reason. So that's something that he could, that he could take away from that. That doing the whole August thing, calling her, blowing up her phone, like that's that that wasn't needed at all. Like that's not the girl. He went on one date with this girl. Like, one day he he didn't even hit it, and he's acting like that. Like yeah. what? Yeah, so, exactly. And I feel like she was probably really prudish at Applebee's, and Applebee's isn't really even the place to be prudish. But I feel like she kind of gave him signals there that, like, you know, nah, it's not for me. Yeah. Like, I'm sure she didn't sit on the same side of the booth with him. Like, <laughs> I, I doubt that. But I don't think most people do on the first date. 
Oh, I think I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It needs to be face to face because that can cause a whole different issue and different signs. Especially if she got up and left and just dip, that can be confusing as hell. Yeah. Well, if you're sitting on the booth together and she's on the inside, she can't just get up and dip because yeah. she got her ass locked in the booth. <laughs> you go sit yeah, beside me and you're going to smell my perfume. You're going to, you know, let me hey. brush up against your leg a little bit. Like, if, if, if y'all are having a good time talking and then she moves over there or you move over there because you're getting that signal, then you could do that. But I feel like y'all both just starting on the equal, on opposite sides so y'all can look at each other, have that conversation. What if you misread the signal? Like, what if this tattoo yeah. guy thought that it was okay to go sit beside? Um, that would be funny because she probably like, um, excuse me? <laughs> like, that, that would probably be the end of the date right there. It will get very awkward after that. Or it could be a moment that you laughed about it later on if y'all really end up <laughs> or you got to play it off right. I don't know have how, you ever how have you ever been out on a date with your person and you're like you see other people and you're like trying to make up conversations of what they're having? Mm, like, I've never done that. I saw it at a movie. Um I think I saw it in a movie too. I forgot. Tina Fey. It was Tina Fey and Steve. Corral. I don't remember his last Corral, yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. I've done this. It is so much fun. But could you imagine if you're sitting across from Miss Prude and Tattoo Guy and like you're just trying to read their lips and you're you know, giving them a full conversation? Like yeah. that would be hilarious. Like, oh my gosh, your tattoos are so ugly. Babe, <laughs> no they're not. I'll remove everything for you. Oh my gosh, you're so stupid. Babe, I'll be smart for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that was that was a crazy story right there. Um, it was. Yeah, very crazy story. But as I stated, we have a great interview we have going on. Um I wanted I wanted an interview with something different, something that um probably none of us really know about, a lifestyle we don't know nothing about. So I found a couple who they are swingers. Um, their names is Julie and Chris. Great people. Um, <laughs> and um, they 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 um take me into the world of online dating. We have technical issues, and unfortunately, going the interview. But um, they actually made me think of the world differently. I, it's not what I expected. The, your world will be like so hopefully you learn something like i learned something from the interview and starting now all right everyone we have two special guests on today um as some of you may know i was looking for some special guests to have on and i searched the hashtag for swingers and i found these two lovely people that we have on today i'd like to introduce chris and julie how y'all doing today hey good we're doing good <laughs> Yeah. Just finishing up so, a busy day. Um, yes, yes. Um, so question number one is probably where everybody wanted to know. Um, how did y'all start in the world of swinging? <laughs> did, did you, you, you tell the story better, honey. So why don't you? <laughs> well, it wasn't so much like one day one of us approached the other person. Uh, it was mm -hmm. kind of one of those situations where the two of us talk about everything all the time and we'd happen to see 
an Oprah Winfrey show, and they were talking about swinging. Okay. And at first, okay. like we, we were watching it together. We looked at each other. We're like, I don't know if I, I couldn't do that. Could you do that? No, that's crazy. And you know, as we talked, I don't know it was probably weeks. It kind of was like, well, I don't know, maybe. So we started to, you know, look into it, see what it was about, and because we've always been sexually adventurous, I think the two of us, um, even though we had initially, I grew up very Christian, um, but so it was just something that developed because we communicated a lot. Okay, and. This was like when y'all were married already. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Okay. We we've been married for and, going on twenty two years this year, so we got married young. Okay. All right. Congratulations. <laughs> and um, so when you when you first found out about it, how did you, like, how how did the first time happen? Like, did you go through an app or some type of site, or was that available at the time? <laughs> um. <laughs> Well, at, at at the time, we had a we had a very narrow view of what swinging was, or what you know some people call it the lifestyle. Um, and there were a couple really poor websites because I mean, this was how long ago, honey? Was it fifteen, sixteen years? Yeah, fifteen or sixteen years. So we're talking, you know, turn of the century. We're still talking, you know, first generation web kind of stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. And we were in the. Um, kind of the middle of a very unpopulated state. So, you know, there okay. wasn't any, any kind of meetups. There wasn't any, um, you know, there wasn't really any opportunities. So we ended up meeting our first couple was from um, about what, 150 miles away, I think. Something like that. And um, they had to come into town for, um, <clears throat> for, I don't remember what it was for something. And uh, yeah. So we, we met them and hung out with them and that's kind of how it happened. Okay. Okay. And is there ever like a jealousy thing on either side when we, like when you first started? You know, I think, um, I think jealousy, uh, at first is a natural outpouring of, of how this all comes together, but I don't think it's, I shouldn't say natural. I think jealousy is learned. It's a taught. And so, yeah. you know, it's a taught thing. So, you know, it really, you, you'll feel those feelings, but then it gives you an opportunity to talk, to communicate better, and to work through that. Okay, um, so, it's, so is it like rules that, that that are set? I think for us, I mean, the, for us, the rules are, you know, we tell each other, you know, everything. Okay. And I think, um, I think what's important to note, first of all, is there is one definition of swinging, um, which a lot of people are familiar with, you know, where the, the thought, the, the simple idea of it being you know couples go out on a date or something like that and then they swap partners <laughs> that's the basic yeah but Excuse that's so it, that's not so you'll, so, you'll hear so, me muting occasionally here i've got a little bit of a cough okay so, that, so couple swapping and swapping i mean and swinging are some, two of the same thing um couple swapping is something that can happen as as a swinger but I think what's okay. important, you know, before we cont continue the conversation um, any further is, is to understand that there's, um, you know, that, that's what a lot of newbies get into it for, you know, new people get into it for um, or thinking they want, but it's not realistically what happens. You, you get into it, you find relationships with people who are open-minded and who share some of your same values and who 
who have levels of communication with their partner that um, you share as well. And what you start to find in kind of the way I've started to voice this recently, um, as Julie will attest to, is that there's a lot of terms out there. You know, you've got like swinger, you've got poly, you've got, um, you know, BDSM, you've got all these different things. And in the end, my opinion at this point is that really they're all terms that refer to someone who is trying to find, embrace, and practice their kink. And each term um, tends to mean the same thing as far as that aspect goes, but tends to have um, a connotation that represents um, the relationship you're in or how you practice. So, um, right, as a person. Swinging, right. Swinging tends to be more couple-centric, right? You've got a, oh. you've probably got a strong interpersonal relationship with a spouse or a girlfriend or something like that. You practice together. You know, if you if you go and do something alone, you come back and it's part of your relationship. You talk about it and it gets you going. And you know, you you know, you do things around that. Um, a lot yeah. of it is fantasy. A lot of you know, it doesn't have to involve doing things. Um, and then you know, you move on to other terms like poly is kind of the same thing, but is a little more individual centric. You know, it's uh, but in the end, it's all about finding and embracing your your kink and you know getting what you want out of your, um, your sexual life. Uh, okay. I think that's a really and, important thing to put out there before you go forward. Yeah, definitely. Um, I like exactly. I like what you said there, but, uh, um, what would you say would be the biggest perk into get into the swinging lifestyle? I don't really think that there's, or is there a perk? perk. No, it's cause it is just about you as a couple and yeah, interacting with other people it's not it's not like oh we do this a lot of times i hear people say oh well if my sex life is boring maybe we should start swinging that'll make it fun but if your relationship is not good and your sex life is not good you shouldn't start swinging um you in order to do something like this you definitely need to be able to communicate and I can't stress enough how important communication is in any kind of relationship um, because it allows you to grow and it allows you to learn more about the other person and get what you both want or would like anyway. Mm -hmm. So you feel like starting this whole thing 15 years ago strengthened your relationship? Yeah. Um, I, to a certain extent, you, I think so. You, a lot of people start and, you know, just like I think we did thinking, hey, this is something we're going to do. But in reality, I think it's more of a natural outpouring or outcome of being completely open about our sexual selves with each other. Right. You just you um, have to communicate. Okay. So it's, so, it's, it's not so much that it has a perk that it, as that it is a perk of communication. Mm -hmm. um, because when you communicate okay. and accept each other, you can actually um, enjoy find that things. common ground. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all kinds of things yep so do y'all do like the swinger clubs and parties and stuff like that mm -hmm. yes okay yep yeah we, and, we like, definitely with those things is it like screenings for those or can anyone get in you just gotta use protection well yeah um <laughs> the protection thing that's a whole <laughs> so, other thing separate from that's that's a whole club. another conversation yeah but yeah any uh, there, 
it varies from club to club. Some some clubs you can walk in and hand the uh, the door person thirty bucks. Some clubs you need to go through a screening, but the screening is more of a personality or appearance yeah. type thing. Um, and then you know when it comes to protection, everybody you know you know the, everybody has their own rules. Um, but you know okay. it's generally accepted that you use a condom, you know, um, and things like that. But once again, when you go to a club, um, unless you're going specifically to a play party, like something that is um, and a play party, like in somebody's home, um, the majority of people aren't going to play. You're going to go there and you're just going to find, um, a great openness and, you know, a lot of people you can communicate with. Um, Julie likes to, you know, dance on the pole and she's very much the exhibitionist. That's all right that I shared that right thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Actually, um, I just figured it out yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Good look, I, I saw the Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good Twitter. Yeah. So, <laughs> so really, I mean, that's what it comes down to um, is that it's just, it's really about going, don't, ex when you go to these things, you don't expect something to happen. Just enjoy what does. Okay. And say a young couple is listening to this and they want to start in the world today. Is there's like a way, like, is, is it easier to get into the swinging lifestyle today than it was then when you first started? Unfortunately, I feel like it's easier to get horrible information <laughs> yeah <Okay>. because <laughs> there's a lot out there on the internet that is terrible um it, and you know you'll find things like conversations of people saying oh how do i get my wife interested in this or how to you know trick your wife into wanting to have sex with others or you know just shady stuff like that that t doesn't belong in with this group of people whatsoever like it's it's just terrible misinformation um I, do you know of anything right now that has good information as far as I don't think there's any really great information. I think the um, best the best way to get into it is probably to find like a local. club in, in the their area. Yeah. Most okay. major cities have have some type of club. Um, okay. and just go and, and just, you know, talk a lot beforehand. Yep. And then um, and then you know talk make sure you communicate while you're there. Mm -hmm. You know, probably the first time, just say, "Hey, nothing's going to happen. We're just going to yeah, go, just go and check going. it out. You know, see if it's for you. See if it's something that excites you. You know, things like that. But you okay. know, there's a couple like swingers dating app or date not dating apps, but dating websites. And you know, that's uh, it's a pain in the butt. There. <laughs> um, yeah, besides had, besides yeah. uh, being hard, being hard, harder to use because they they're they tend to be older technology. Um, it's they're you don't really usually find dates or people to meet that way when you do that, you know, they're not as compatible as you'd hoped, you know, it's always, always that one-on-one -on -one connection yeah. Um, yeah, I guess is a lot easier to determine. Yeah. That's, I guess that's most like what we're looking for. I'm, I know that there are people out there who are just interested in, you know, like their mindset is we're going to find someone to swap with. It doesn't really matter, whatever, but that is not the majority of, the people we know in the swinger community um that's probably a smaller portion of it that are just like this is what we're doing and that's the goal for tonight you know let's do it that's definitely not our goal <laughs> and is is the, is the swinger community like a tight-knit community like you y'all is like the same people at the same at the party and there may be like a sprinkle of new people there once in a while most of the time it's the same people it really depends on the on the club yeah okay. um you know, you've got smaller clubs 
you know, it depends a lot on how the club is run, how it's marketed, what the the managers want out of it. Um, but we've, you know, we've got, we've got several clubs. It's, it's nowhere near like a Mecca for swingers here, but no. um, we've got several clubs and one of them that we go to has a smaller group of people and it's kind of like cheers, you know, you, you know, the bartender, you know, the, everybody else who's there. <laughs> um, and then one of them, um, you know, some of the regulars, but there's always, you know, a lot of new people. Okay. And you stated earlier that, um, if you go out by your, if one of you go out by yourself and come back, you have to talk about it. So is it, is, is your relationship open as well? What, what would you say, honey? I don't know that it's really open because yeah, I mean, we go into it knowing what's going on. A person's definition okay. is open. For me, um, I'm not terribly interested in uh, hooking up with anybody in general. That's just not my okay. sexual personality. My What gets me going is mm -hmm. the exhibitionist. Um, I would also, like, I like to watch type of situation. I will play sometimes, but I definitely, like, I have to be in the mood and it's not something that I'm going to say on this day, you know, I'm planning on hooking up with this person and we're going to do that. You know, that completely would ruin yeah. the mood for me. I'm more of a situational, like if the situation feels right, then yeah, go for it. But with having four kids okay. and a business and a husband, I really don't have any other <laughs> for sexual experiences. And maybe when I get older, it will change. And that's the other thing. like what you're interested in definitely can evolve and change. So just think that you might get into this and only like some women are like, Oh, I'm only bisexual. I only like women. And so I only want to play with women, but a lot of times it'll evolve or change. And it's, it's just something you have to always be aware of what you're feeling. And then again, back to communication, talk to your partner and see how they're feeling about things. And, it's a lot of just being aware. Okay. Yeah. That definitely makes sense. Cause the reason why I wanted to reach out to y'all, cause I feel like there's a stigma around it. Cause people don't understand the whole swinging world. They, they, they understand what they see and hear from TV and internet. But okay. at the end of the day is it's, it's a lifestyle. just like any other lifestyle, but it's just a yeah. little bit different. Right. Yeah. And, and it's really sensationalized. I mean, you know, they make it into one thing and, um, you know, we've got, we've got like group texts going with friends that where we like flirt and maybe yeah. share pictures of our boobs or something like that. Or, um, you know, I have, uh, the, the female half of one of our groups of friends right now, I'm, I'm kind of flirting back and forth with on Facebook. And then I tell Julie about it and it's like, you know, it's, um, and, and, and even beyond involving other people, there's like, um, you know, just Julie and I talking, like, gets us going, like, you wouldn't believe it's, it's really not, you know, we keep talking about, you know, do you go and do you use protection or, do, you know, how much sex do you have at the clubs or, you know, things like that. But the reality is, I mean, Julie and I, um, and I hope I'm not oversharing here, Julie, but, um, we have sex nearly every day, sometimes more than once a day. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't happen for 21 years, a, people being married for 21 years. And we yeah. always use protection, by the way, not between us two, but with other people. Oh. <laughs> yeah, okay. With other Just to people. be clear. <laughs> okay. Clear. Uh, but, you know, the majority of our sex is fed by the, the fantasy and the communication and the talking and the, the, yeah. the sharing the, as opposed to 
like the focus being let's go out and find somebody else to you know to screw tonight um sometimes that does happen sometimes it's just one of us sometimes it's both of us but in the end the real benefit is like we can wind ourselves up pretty pretty easily just by you know talking about something that's going on or talking about a fantasy or you know just everything that comes to our, our brains nothing's off limits and i was about I to just ask just that. that well that, you know that level of honesty yeah and i think that's what were you that's say? the interesting thing is you have this connection where you can tell each other whatever you're thinking and not have to worry oh if i mention that that girl is hot is she gonna be pissed at me you know like you don't have that hanging over your head you can say what you're thinking and then both get excited and it's it's very freeing and i honestly believe that if most people thought that way they'll probably save a lot of relationships as well yeah yeah as i stated earlier that jealousy is a taught um emotion i never thought about that i feel like fear fear is taught but i never thought that jealousy was taught but jealousy is fear they've both jealousy is a fear of Jealousy is a fear of losing something that you have, basically, you know, mm-hmm. or or a fear that you don't have something that you want. Yep. Okay. It creates that jealous feeling. So there, like, as you, you said, there, there's nothing off limits. So, so like, going out-wise, like, there's nothing off limits when y'all split up or are at a party? Well, the, I don't know that we, yeah, I wouldn't say that there's anything off limits, but once again, we know our relationship, you know, mm-hmm. we... Yeah, that trust. Um, well, and it's not even when we when we have played separately. It's been planned, and we know what's what's going on ahead of time. Um, for me, my big turn on is is having Julie involved in some way, whether it's that she's there or whether I'm telling her about something that happened or she knew that it's happening. That's you know that's my big turn on. So for me, that's kind of the way it plays out. What were you going to say, honey? Yeah, uh, and as far as the trust thing goes, like there's um, where is it? Like, if we're not together, I'm not thinking, oh, well, what if he does something and I don't know? Because why would he do something and not tell me? Because it's, of course, I would enjoy knowing that. So it's kind of, <laughs> um, there's not really this, were you, where were you today? Or this, you know, feeling of what's he going to do and not tell me? Or what if I do this and don't tell him, you know, being sneaky or something? Because it, it would take the fun out of it, I guess. A big part of it is yeah. letting the other person know what's going on. So okay. So, definitely- how often would you say that you're swinging? Well, it depends on what you mean by that. You know, know like I said, you know, swinging in my mind is just um, learning to find, embrace, and practice your kink inside a couple relationships. Okay. So, I would say I'm swinging 100% of the time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're if you're talking about how often do we play with other people, which is only a small part of our practice? Um, you know, it might be once every couple months. Okay. Yeah, it really depends on our mood. If we're busy, if we have, you know, people feeling it, like it's, it's again, very situational. Okay. And and you don't have to answer this question, but, not, but is it like, do you have like a go-to couple or... <laughs> Or it, or it could be a random, or is it like, can it be like someone that you find and be random? Um, we have to have a a connection with anybody that we play with, whether they're a couple or a single. Right. Um, we wouldn't just like go find somebody on the street and say, hey, you're coming to bed with us. Um, no, no, no. We, uh, I guarantee you. We, <laughs> we, 
I guarantee you, we've at least hung out with them for for the night and gotten to know them and really right. find them them interesting, and engaging on more than a sexual level. Okay. Because um, I, I hear about like couples but, going out to bars and then meeting someone random on the bar and then trying to get them to come back or something like that, or a couple to get them to come back. Nope. Nope. Um, Not my you, thing. You must read Hustler. <laughs> <laughs> No, I've no, I've heard about around where I live at right now that it's like a bar and supposedly there's a couple that comes in there and talks to people all the time and tries to get them to come back. Oh, there, yeah. there, are, there definitely are couples that do that, but that's not that that's more the hustler side of it. That's you know that's their thing. Yeah, that's their thing, but it's not as common as you would think. Okay, but it's more visible, so it's one of the ways people think of of swinging. Yeah, because because any anytime I think of swinging, I think of like a party a swinging party in florida <laughs> yeah like, well, i feel like that and the most common the most common thing like with our instagram is people will see okay swingers and then he'll get a message right away saying hey you want to swap and like we've right. never <laughs> met them we have no clue who you are no <laughs> lots of single guys will wonder if i want to share my wife and it's like no yeah <laughs> and if you look at our if you look at our Instagram, like the, the couple one, it's mostly, there's a couple pictures of, of Julie, you know, mostly her ass, but um, the majority <laughs> of it is like selfies of just, of just us because yeah. I kind of manage that account. And I really like the, the coupleness, the couple yeah. aspect of our relationship. Yeah. That, that, that's why I, I messaged you. Cause I saw that you had her up there. Then you had her own thing in the, in the bio. So I clicked on both and, this is both of you at the same time to see which one responds, but, um, <laughs> yeah, but I, 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 I can see that. Cause most of the, cause I was looking through your followers and most of the followers I could see are like random guys who probably did the same thing I did was hashtag swingers and <laughs> start <laughs> adding people. Yeah. Yeah. So that, so that happens a lot on Instagram and Twitter. People just in your DMS all day. In- Instagram more than Twitter. Like I, okay. I don't think you get much for DMS on Twitter. Do you honey? Just from people who like follow my broadcast, yeah, not really. Mostly, Instagram is very infamous for the DM. Hey, <laughs> so Natasha gave me some questions because she couldn't get on here. Um, yeah. let me see if we touched on her questions. Um, you touched on how long you've been swinging. Um, that you have seen. I'm not sure what she means by this, but says, what is the most non-conforming thing that you have seen and done as a swinger <laughs> that's a um that's kind of a loaded question <laughs> I mean, you know, what's, if if we're gonna say conforming is like missionary missionary style sex yeah. um you know what's uh you know where where do you judge it beyond that you know yeah do we start talk, talking about pegging do we start talking about like piston stuff or you know like group like group <laughs> sex being go. in a group room like what's <laughs> what's the most non-conforming thing i think that's uh um that's a difficult and very loaded question yeah oh, well, one thing about the <laughs> about the clubs now i'm just in, mm-hmm. i've never been to a club i've heard about them when i lived in when i lived in atlanta there was quite a few out there but mm-hmm. um is there like bids and different rooms that you can go to a private room where you can go to like a group room? Are there like glory holes and stuff like that there? Depends on the club. Depends okay. on the club. Yeah. Okay, so there's some. I've never oh. seen one where there's a glory hole. 
Um, I think Maybe, that's more of a fantasy thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, the, the ones, and we've been to like, the ones we started off going to, it was actually a party in a hotel, but not a room, like in the ballroom. And you had like uh, fried chicken and cheese and all kinds of like food <laughs> beforehand. And they had balloons. It was like you went to a wedding dance. And they had the dance yeah. floor and the DJ. It was absolutely just like a wedding dance, except for with swingers. And there was no sex there, except for if you wanted, you could get a wristband. And that would give you access to the room that they had reserved for the after party, basically. Or you could rent your own room for, or you could have your for own more space. privacy. Yeah. So what we okay. started off going to was very much just like you're going to a wedding dance and having fun, you know, meeting people. Um, but a lot of the on-premise places, from what I've seen, they all tend to have like rooms that you can go to. Some of them are open, some of them are closed rooms where you can shut the door. But it's just going to depend on the club. And it, it are the like, what would you say like other swingers or anybody in the environment can be like sometimes aggressive when trying to approach someone yeah. else? Or definitely, it's just like any other group of people. You're going to have meet great people, and you're going to meet jerks. Yeah. So. Aggressive people tend to not last, though. Yeah. Okay. So, so you, so you can see the couples come and go most of the time. Ones who, who's not going to yeah. probably be there for long. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Not long. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I don't think I have any more questions. Is there anything that, that you will want like put out there to like a new couple trying to come into the world to help them out? Like, just a step that they should take beforehand. Well, I would say oh, communicate. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Just make sure both of yeah. you are on the same page. Well, and you don't even have to be on the same page. And that's kind of an interesting thing. You, you just have to be able to talk to each other and listen to each other without assuming. And I think that's the biggest thing with any relationship is you can't assume that if someone says, oh, hey, I've thought this might be fun, don't go and say in your head, well, then they must not be satisfied with what I'm doing if they suddenly are thinking of doing this. You know, it's listen to what they're saying. Talk about it. It's probably something completely different than what you would come up with in your head as far as, um, you know, worst case scenario, why are they bringing this up? That's, I think, a pretty common for people to assume. So just communicate without any sort of assumption. And as long as you're solid in your relationship, that you don't do it to try and fix something, you need to make sure that you're solid first before you introduce it. Okay, okay. I think that's solid um, information to give to them. Um, but I did enjoy this conversation. I've, I've learned a lot about the, the lifestyle, um, playing and the swinging. Can be two different things, which I never knew, but um, I think a lot of people didn't know that as well. And I would like to thank y'all so much for coming on and responding back to me and giving me a chance to interview y'all. Yeah, Absolutely. Pleasure. Yeah. Well, thank y'all so much. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. All right. Thank you all for coming um, for listening to another episode. As always, we have um, our Patreon page going up. Uh, as well as our merch site. So y'all can go check that out as well. It's on our, on our website. Um, 
But as always, thank you for listening to another episode of Dating But Nothing Serious with Gary and Natasha. Natasha and Gary signing off. Ciao, ciao.